Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 27th, 2019. Strong hand. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Five-digit round. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Offended by selling. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Conviction. Be a unique beast. Check out all the links below. Saturday's Beyond Bitcoin show at DisruptMeister.com. All my old shows. Neil would find a block stream was on Fridays this week in Bitcoin show. Watch those shows right now, especially Fridays this week in Bitcoin show. We bring you the best freaking guest in the space. Hello, my elite friends. Oh, what a weekend it was for the fiat freaks. Adam, where are you? Why aren't you making shows about the fiat? It was Shabbat, dudes. That's where I was, okay? So we're going to talk about that in a second. Hold on, you fiat freaks. That y- y- You people who didn't think we were in the five-digit realm. Well, just be, it's worth you know, $7,000. That, that's not the five-digit realm. No, the five-digit realm is something we entered a while ago. You're just going to have to get used to it. And some people, you know, it goes into the four-digit. It goes gets four digits sometimes. Who cares? The five-digit is where we're at. Okay, that is the new normal. So, yeah, it slips into the four or whatever. But there are some people that are like, oh, it'll never return. It'll never. Okay, never say never again, dudes. And no, at the at, when we're taping this show, what is it, 9,000-some bucks? Who freaking cares? We're in that five-digit round mindset because we're one day closer to an all-time high. The future is not about the four-digit realm. That's the past. We think about we're long-term thinkers. We don't care about the day-to-day price. We know in the year 2021, the year 2020, what it's going to look like, baby. We're in it for the long run. All right. So with all that in mind, oh, where is my question? And yeah, questions and you can do question and answer today. Just type in. Bitcoin Meister. Type it in there. And to support the show, just retweet this on Twitter. It's all out there at TechBalt right now, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. You should be following. You can learn a lot over at Twitter. Okay, so let's start. I'm going to lead you in slowly to this five-digit realm, whatever the heck happened on Saturday or whatever, Friday night. I don't know what day it was. Um, Let's talk about something not related first. But there's all sorts of news out there. Vinny Lingham retweeted the following. Um, and some people attack statements like this, but I love the innovation and the optimism in it. Okay. I'm not saying to buy this stuff. I'm saying you, you, you should get Bitcoin, but there's a lot of other stuff going on in the space and the world is a changing. This is from Bruce Fenton. He says, stable coins are superior to classic fiat rails. Tokenized securities are superior to existing models for stocks and other securities. The whole world is about to change. Stay tuned. Now, some people are like, no, no. Oh, how can you say good things about stable coins? The, the fiat's better than stable coins. Really? Really? You know, stable coins you can keep track of, at least. Okay? Uh, with, with fiat, you, fiat, they can just print as much of it. You don't know what the policy is. You don't know what's going on. Uh Security or regular securities buying stocks the old fashioned way 
is better than uh, some kind of ICO hybrid that the the current technology that, that people are working on. I, I don't like to use these terms that they got out there because some of these terms are very catchphrasy. Okay. And, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And so, uh, they're, they're, they're buzzwords. Some of them are buzzwords, but look beyond the buzzword aspects of stable coins and, uh, and, uh, was it tokenized securities and the word token itself this new way, which again, it's not Bitcoin, the stable coins and token, it's better than the old system. And the world is about to change. Stay tuned. He is correct about that. I like that attitude. I like that attitude. And uh, I know that this 20, 2020s, the golden age of innovation, we are entering it. So you can hate, you can hate on that as much as you want to. Um, let those people do what they're going to do. They're not hurting us. And yeah, I'd rather invest in companies through ICO type innovations, which are getting better than the, the old way going through E-Trade or, you know, <laughs> calling the broker like my dad used to do. <laughs> Pound that like button. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm all for te technological innovations. Bitcoin is the base of all this. Okay. And uh, I'm... I don't, I'm not saying to play around with stable coins, but it makes life easier uh, for some people. So Bcash has had some issues this weekend. This started on Saturday uh, from, from what I can tell on Twitter. And I was notified uh, by the four Satoshi crew. Uh, that's, I, I, I don't know who exactly made the tweet. Was it Daniel who made it? Uh, I don't know. Was it Rocky who made it? Who knows? Here, I'm looking in. I'm also looking in the chat as I'm saying. Get shirts like this. Uh, it's all linked to below. And I'm just seeing no one else. Uh, no one had any questions so far. Good. That's good. So I'm sure you will soon, people. Spread the word. <laughs> Where is Eddie? Someone says. Oh, that's a very interesting. Where is Eddie? He was laughing for not selling at the dump a few days ago. Yeah, Eddie was bragging about being... Uh, Get, I think he got Tether or USD coin or something because of the death cross. Pound that like button. I feel bad for the dude. We, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but let, let's talk about uh, Bcash. Because no one is talking about this. Is Bcash just so such an unimportant altcoin that what I'm about to say is, is you know, the media isn't covering it? The traditional crypto media like Coindesk and all the others, they take the weekends off. Okay. This is this is Bitcoin, dude. There are no days off. There so it, this isn't the bank world. I'm a little it's a little odd that so you're not I'm just reading about this Bcash thing from Rocky and the crew. And Andreas retweeted what Zero Nonsense tweeted. If you follow zero nonsense, he is listed below. He is covering this story very well. Well, what the heck is this? There appears to be some problems with Bcash mining, perhaps related to the difficulty retargeting algorithm. It also appears one entity is now in effective control of mining. I'm curious to learn what is going on here, said Andreas. Anyone know more? So the zero nonsense dude does follow him. The four Satoshis do. Uh, I, I got to say, uh, 
Rocky has been very interested in the B-Cash shenanigans for a while. And they were, they were mining blocks very fast, okay? Suddenly, this weekend. This is weird. There it doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to it. Something seems to be broken. Uh, and here, here's a quote. And just now they mined 20. This is from nine hours ago. This is still going on. And they, because it, the story started Saturday and it wasn't getting much play. Uh, and just now, nine hours ago, they mined 21 blocks in the past hour. They should only, it only should be uh, every 10 minutes, so six blocks. But no, it, 21 blocks. Their network hash rate hasn't changed much. Looks like their EDA is out of control. Um, but another reason to bring this up besides the uh, media not covering this at all, uh, the price has not been affected. The, the Bcash people, because they because Coindesk hasn't written an article and the 80 percenters haven't woken up to the fact that something might be seriously broken over there. You shouldn't be – if you've got Bcash, don't be sending it around right now because who knows what can happen. There was, there was a warning out there. Uh, and another – Another reason to bring this up is that uh, if, it, if it's maybe some of the miners will switch over to Bitcoin now, the, the few that are left at Bcash, uh, if this is just weirded out over there, uh, at the same time, that it, it shows that the technical, that people just, they don't do a lot of research. I mean, I would be selling Bcash right now if I was a, a Bcash bag holder. Uh, uh, well, a person or one of these traders, a, a, a trader of B. If you're one of these traders who uh, you know goes sells the story or buys the you know the whole the whole nonsense that's trying to manipulate it, uh, playing on people's fears. No, they 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 don't even know this is going on apparently. Uh, but even though Bcash has got some unsound aspects to it, no doubt about it. If uh, you know King of the Trolls when it somehow convinced uh, President G. Uh, to make an announcement with Bcash, it would pump. It would pump. So altcoins, a lot of illogical aspects of the market, uh, and, and that bleeds into Bitcoin too. <laughs> People start to go crazy because the leader of China mentions freaking Bitcoin. Is that really a good reason to go crazy about Bitcoin? No, it's not. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so maybe some miners will switch over to Bitcoin now from Bcash. Will they even make a difference? Uh, if they think the Bcash game is rigged, I don't know. I, I think it is – Bcash is a top-tier altcoin. Like it or not, this should be something more people are talking about. And it, it, it does deal with Bitcoin. All right. Um, can you bring back King of the Trolls on the show to discuss the Bcash? No, I can't. I don't get – again, he uses all shows as, uh, as infomercials. I, I gave him his shot. Maybe I'll do some clips of his old, when he was on the show previously. And again, for those of you that don't know, King of the Trolls of Bcash has been on the show before in, in 2017. And uh, I, I gave him his shot. He used it as an infomercial. People fall for his thing all the time just because he repeats the same talking point over and over again very confidently. And just you know, 10% of the population just blindly drools. Like, oh, he's right. He's right. He's saying stuff that has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. I mean, he says the same thing about Reddit, Reddit censoring. That's one of his big, big lines. Has nothing to do with Bitcoin or Bcash or anything. 
But people are like, oh, he won. He's correct. It, it it's, it's amazing. All right. Um, so, oh, I, speaking of 80 percenters, there I linked to below. Someone sent me a, a guy in a shower talking about how it's altcoin season. And it's, it's, it's on Twitter. And people believe a guy like this. He's like, it must be altcoin season. And he's in the shower. This is this is the 80% or sources of information. This is how they make their decisions. If you're an 80%, you should watch this. And good luck. Uh, good luck. Again, you can watch dudes in the shower saying it's altcoin season, or you can just take the boring way of life and just hold on to your Bitcoin and don't gamble on dudes in showers telling you what to do. <laughs> People fall for it though. It's it's a fancy sense of graphic. Ooh, that's different. The guys in the shower saying to buy altcoins must should do it. Yeah. All right. Now, we're, we're talking about traditionally or people not thinking and people just buying into uh, mindless statements like it's altcoin season or uh, Reddit is censoring us, so you should buy Bcash. Well, there a lot of people are tweeting about what's going on in Chile right now. It's, there's tremendous protest in the streets. Now, how does this tie into Bitcoin? I'm going to tie into Bitcoin. And some of you, oh, this is a Beyond Bitcoin show uh, subject matter, Adam. I should. You didn't talk about it yesterday, did it? I don't even know if I talked about it yet. I might have mentioned it briefly yesterday. But there are some Bitcoiners out there that are like, "Yes, look at the protest in Chile. This is good for Bitcoin." <laughs> you know, the people are taking on uh, the unfair situation and revamping the inequality. What? These are Bitcoin people saying this? What's going on in Chile is insane. All right? A million envious people are in the street. Okay? I spent quite a, quite a bit of time in, in Chile a year ago. It is the most sound country in South America. People, the, the police don't bother people. People are free, are so free there to make money. Okay? The, there aren't people living in – there aren't like super-duper poor people uh, like you see in Los Angeles uh, It's a, it, in Santiago. Sure, you'll see poor people, but are they defecating in the streets? Are they doing drugs all over the place? Um, do, do you see people speeding around in Lamborghinis like you do in Los Angeles? And and, and again, I, I, I have no problem with inequality and stuff. Okay, It's envy. It's total envy. But Santiago, great place to live, great situation. And now these people were angry because their um, subway fares were too much. And all the young people who are communist, and, and what I did see there is on the university, there were always communist uh, signs that they would put up there and stuff, socialist stuff. And now these envious, everyone wants to govern, the gov and the government's giving in. They're having social uh, – they're, they're worried about social justice issues all of a sudden. So Bitcoiners saying that Chile is going in a good direction, you think the Argentine, Argentinianization of, Bit, uh, of, of Chile is a good thing? You think Chile going toward the Argentina side of things is good? But this is what it looks like is going on, that the, 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 that the people want to go the Argentina direction. Yeah, if they want to do that – be my freaking guest. 
But look what's going on in Argentina. So they're bringing themselves to a situation where, yeah, you're going to need Bitcoin to get your wealth out of there. So I am this, – this, this situation is ridiculous that people are getting on the bandwagon and saying, yeah, go, go protesters. Go protesters. They're envious children, envious children of the situation. I mean it's, it, 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 they're bringing down the country. They're bringing down the system. They're, this, is, this is not a Bitcoin thing. This is putting them into a situation where they're going to have to get some Bitcoin to get out of there. So God forbid that it becomes the next Argentina, all right? Because that, that, that's, that's not usually what happens over there uh, in Chile. It's, it's sound. It was, a, it was a very sound financial system. It, it, it's very entrepreneurial, and people are envious. It's, it's not good enough for them. It's not good enough. They want the government to intervene and get and redistribute the wealth. And it's unfair that there's people that are richer than the I mean, I, I can't even fathom this. They should travel around the world and see the, the, the horrible situations that are in other. They've got it great over there. Great, clearly um, it is it, the best financial situation in all of uh, in all of South America. And they want to bring it down. So if you're a Bitcoiner and you're just blindly jumping on this bandwagon, you, take a few steps back. Take a few steps. This is this is not a Bitcoin thing, man. This is uh, it's an envy thing, uh, and it's an intervention thing. This is where the big boys play. I mean, let, 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 compete. Don't complain. All they're doing is complaining over there. <laughs> now, there's a million people in the street complaining. All right, all right. So, uh, explore crypto, my my buddy in uh, uh, in uh, British Columbia. Maybe people are loving Bitcoin so much that they are trading it back and forth versus being patient and cost averaging their salaries to buy more. Yeah, of course they are. There, there are all sorts of people that are doing that. People won't learn their lesson from what just happened this weekend. No, they're not going to learn. The 80 percenters never learn. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to keep on trading it even though they got burnt like a banshee this freaking weekend. Pound that like one. Explore crypto. He's got a good channel. He's, got t- he's a technical dude. Check him out. All right. This door, if I can hear stuff outside here. This door is thinner. <laughs> here in Adelaide, the walls are a bit thinner than I originally uh, anticipated. So they're probably hearing me scream too. They're like, oh, what's that American screaming about? Pound that like button for Australia. Okay. Um, oh, I, I still haven't gotten to the price yet. I'm getting to the darn price because this is it. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. That's the darn price. Uh, I had to talk about Chile. I spoke about that way too much. I, I, I can't. I can't get. Do your research, people. This is the. <laughs> I can't believe big, some Bitcoiners in the area are like go go chili protest. Uh, all right, here here's a tweet. The first part I I disagree with. The second part is true. Uh, this is from Pomp. One of the main topics in every presidential debate should be Bitcoin and crypto. It is that important. Whichever country wins this race will hold a significant advantage for decades to come. That second part is what's really important. I don't care if the sociopathic politicians that debate in presidential debates, if they bring up Bitcoin or not, Bitcoin's going to do great without them. All right. It's about action. It's not about talking. If there's and there's going to be a country out there that's going to be that is buying up Bitcoin secretly now. And once we understand what country that is. That country is going to be in great economic shape. And when people heard Xi say the word blockchain, I'm sure there are some people that are like, uh-oh, it's China that's buying it up. Okay, 
And uh, then everyone's like, if China's buying it up, we got to buy it up. Okay. That was part of the thought process that helped pump the darn thing. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think it should be talked about it. So I, I, the, they don't know about it. If, if they talk about it in presidential debates, great. Let them do it. They're not going to do it. Um, and uh, it shouldn't be the main topic in every presidential debate. This is not about uh, – Bitcoin has, is not about politics. All right. Um, they, can't, they can't change Bitcoin. They can't change the direction of Bitcoin. Um, they can try to slow it down. Hands off, hands off. I'm up. I'm for the government hands off approach. So I'm. I'll take it to the next level. Why should they even talk about it? If they're going to have a hands off approach to it. They don't. If they talk about it, they're going to be talking about like how they are going to try to how, how they'll attempt to ruin it or uh, make social justice warriors happy about it. The great Hass McCook has a tweet out there. Check it out. It's a good thread with lots of information on it. Um, I need to look at it a little bit closer. He's talking about the cash app. He says the average price uh, for the quarter of Bitcoin for you fiat freaks was $7,600. That means 165,000 Bitcoin were mined in that time. And that's $1.25 billion worth of mine supply to be absorbed by the market. Cash app absorbed 10% of the the mining supply. So Cash App is a big player uh, in, in the uh, overall the 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 overall uh, picture of new bitcoin being mined. So that that was his point. It is I have mentioned something like this before on a past show. Good for Cash App. Keep on absorbing that new supply people. Keep on buying that new supply. Uh, I was just sent $5 in the super chat by oh i gotta i missed some stuff there for uh we tried to warn you eddie pound that like button says to val dacras he sent five uh canadian dollars thank you for supporting the show to val and thank you for trying to be a friend to eddie eddie says uh some interesting things in the chat he is very impulsive in some of the things that he says but we try to be kind to him over there so he doesn't do things silly things um, and he's kind of he's got a downer attitude sometimes. He talks about he lost sixty thousand dollars. He talks, you gotta be positive, Eddie. You gotta be positive, man. And Taval wants you to be positive. I can tell. Thank you for the support, Taval. Uh, now, uh, one, two, three, no scope says, do you think Bitcoin will come up in the twenty twenty presidential debates? I, 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 no, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Um, Bitcoin Meister, uh, Chunkadunk says Bitcoin Meister is probably a few countries. It's probably a few countries in Africa. They might sneak up on all of us. No, I, I think I said this on the other show. I don't think it'll be if if the African countries knew what was best for them. Yeah, it would be them secretly buying it right now. Unfortunately, what's probably what what's probably going to happen is the. Third world crackpot dictators in those African countries, uh, their buddies will tell them about Bitcoin and they will personally use the funds of their country to enrich themselves by buying Bitcoin. So, yeah, some Africans will be buying Bitcoin, but not for the treasury of their of their countries, for themselves personally, but they will be using their people's money. 
<laughs> so yeah, it, it, hey man, I, I've been there before. I I, I hear, I, I know about Zimbabwe. I know about uh, Mozambique. It's ridiculous, the corruption. Uh, even in South Africa, the, the leader, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. The, the past leader bought himself some big, big houses with the people's money. So why not buy Bitcoin with it? Uh, it would be great if an African country, uh, you know, maybe Rwanda or, or something like that had, had uh, leaders that were not corrupt and, and, and helped their country this way. They uh, switched over to Bitcoin instead of their... Uh, they're weird uh, currencies, but not. I'm not predicting that. Uh, uh, again, a lot of people think it's Japan that's secretly going to buy it. I guess China now is in the mix. I would hope it's the United States of America. Um, maybe it's Israel. No, it's uh, maybe. It's, I think that the shock wouldn't wouldn't shock me if it's some Eastern European country that would propel itself to like first uh, world status. Uh, by doing something. I mean, seriously, a country from Africa or Eastern Europe or Southeast Asia, they would propel themselves into the, a major, a major, a major country if, if they did that. But it takes the furrow of gratification. It takes long-term thinking. And that's not what bureaucracy and government is about. They, they want it now. They want, they want the answers now. They want to show off to their people now. And Roman Q said, Bitcoin Meister, what a beautiful week in Bitcoin. A lot of Bitcoins transferred from the fiat freaks to the holders of last resort. Wealth is flowing from the 80% to the 20%. Pound that like button, dude. Thank you, Roman Q. Beautiful statement on your part. Now, <laughs> I want to share ALK20191 said, some 80 percenters got crucified on the death cross. Man, I'm so sorry there. Uh, sorry there, Eddie. You might not like that tweet very much. But it is true. The people who are like, death cross coming. Better go into tether now. <laughs> that did not end up very well. Because death cross isn't a person. Death cross doesn't can't tell you when President Xi is going to make an announcement and the price of Bitcoin is going to go up like a thousand dollars in a minute or something. You fiat freaks. Uh oh, just learned my lost my place. All right. Uh, so we talked about Hass's uh, tweet there, and this just shows ending up low, ending up uh, long. Okay, so we're going to start talking about the, what happened. You, you five-digit realmers. And uh, the Yassine Arc says the previous two times Bitcoin saw a greater than 40% daily gain, it was trading at $0.40 cents and $5.65. Today's Bitcoin's 42% uh, swing is the third largest daily gain in price history. So it was on Friday night, I guess, in America. Bitcoin was around $7,400. And over the next 24 hours, it got to, uh, what, 10300 for a few seconds. And now is in the 9000 So there was a tremendous um, price increase in turn, in, for fiat freaks. And I have said before, dudes, it's just one of those days for the that when people were freaking out that it went down by a thousand one day, I said, there are going to be days that goes up by a thousand days that go up by 2000. 
we had one of those days. That was one of those promised days. You should be used to this by now, people. You really should be. But some people were going wild. And uh, I again, it was Shabbat for me. When I found out all of this happened, I was I was happy. And I wanted to know, you know, what 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 I, I immediately thought, first thing comes to my mind is, well, again, every time that Zuckerberg has a hearing, it goes down. And then every time the hearing is over for a few days, it goes up. Then I learn, and on that subject matter, Udi said, the excitement from Libra rumors and announcements uh, from and announcements allowed an overextended Bitcoin rally from 3,000 to 14,000, even though it had it has nothing to do with Bitcoin. And people don't think Xi's blockchain statement could get us from 7,000 to 10,000. So, yes, Xi's statement had something to do with this. Zuckerberg hearing probably had something to do with this also. Whale Panda had a hilarious tweet out there that says, deleted tweets and charts everywhere. Pound that like button. No doubt about it. Well, Panda, the 80 percenters out there who are making big statements, showing big charts before all this happening, happened, predicting doom and gloom. You better believe they're erasing their tweets. You better believe that Adam Meister never erases his tweets and that the dudes that I have on this show, if I found out they were erasing tweets, I would eviscerate them. I, I That is the lowest of the low when people have to try to change the past, try to tra- try to change history. And that's one of the things about the beauties of Bitcoin. There is no changing history in, in Bitcoin with the blockchain. No changing history. But yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of people now that that, that are erasing their. Uh, you know, they they got to help their uh, their trading brand. Ooh, don't want to know. Don't want to see the people to know that I made a mistake. <laughs> we all make mistakes, people. Be proud of your mistakes. And learn from your mistakes. In other words, now. I'm going to say the first leg up, uh, it seemed like it went in stages. It went from a th- it went up a thousand bucks real fast. All right, it went up to a thousand bucks real fast, and it was right around when Xi made his announcement. All right, that he said the word blockchain. He he wants to do an investigation in blockchain. Fine, and this is why you don't go into tether, okay? Because you never know when announcements going to be is going to come like that, and you're stuck. You sold your precious Bitcoin, and now it's worth a lot more, but you're still stuck in Tether. I mean, it's it's horrifying. But and then do you panic buy at that point, or do you pray that it goes back down? Well, some people prayed that it would go back down, but then there was more. Then there was more. It went to the 9,000s, and something happened on Robinhood. Someone paid 41000 I don't know if they bought a whole Bitcoin for this or just a fraction of a Bitcoin, but at a $41,000 rate. And I believe it was at that point that Bitcoin spiked to $10,300. An experiment that we could do is um, someone should try to buy a little bit of Bitcoin on Robinhood for an incredibly high price again. And see if that, I mean, that that would prove if that was part of the whole spike. There are some people that said, oh, it's only because of Robin Hood that this even happened. 
No, that's that's not the reason, right? Bact is doing well also. People are saying, well, maybe it's because of Bact. Maybe it's, it's all these all these theories out there. Who cares, dudes? This is the thing that the long-term thinkers know. We know that it's one day closer to an all-time high, okay? Um, I think it is noteworthy, obviously, that in terms of fiat price, this in terms of it jumping, it, this is one of the this is the biggest day since 2017. We just said like this is the biggest day in per- percentage wise since like 2011 or just ridiculous time periods. These things happen. These things that is the beauty of Bitcoin. We have positive days like this. They're going to happen again. They're they're, they're going to happen again and. It's that's why you don't you don't but you don't know when they're going to happen. So why gamble? Why not just hold on to your Bitcoin, collect your crypto dividends and enjoy days like this and have a big smile on your face because you know that you did the right thing. You never you didn't have to worry about, oh, oh God, I got to get back into it because it just suddenly spiked a thousand dollars. And I have linked to below there are related tweets from Nick Carter, from Udi, that are about if you want to explore this topic some more. Um, <laughs> it is funny that this uh, China making an announcement still works after all these years. <laughs> that people feel like I, I got to buy now because of China. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous logic, okay? It's ridiculous logic. But people still fall for it. Still, people still panic when there are bad things out of China too. Um, and I just, I've got a lot written down. Oh, uh, another statistic: WeChat searches on uh, the twenty third, which was before this, for blockchain were seven hundred seventy thousand, and uh, for Bitcoin were five hundred seventy two thousand. After Xi's announcement. They'd gone from 9.2 million to 1.3 million. So there, there were people. Was it the price that got people interested? Was it Xi's announcement? That got, there's no doubt about it that Chinese interest spiked uh, on social media after Xi made his announcement. Um, there is something here. I, I, I got, did I, I erased one of my. Uh, I erased one of my things here. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. We, I talked about the eight. Uh, uh, all right. All right. So so bo- bottom line to all this, Zach Bandera says, Bitcoin Meister, it was a glitch on Robinhood. I made a video about it. No orders got filled at high prices. Okay. So, so that theory, there are all sorts of theories here. And I want to say this. I want to say this. To calm every... You can't get too excited about all this stuff. You can get, you can have a big smiley face, and you should be happy. But what you should really be happy about is is the future. That um, people are talking, wondering about what caused this. What we know is that BACT is going to do better. China is going to buy Bitcoin eventually. Um, what was the other? Uh, Libra is going to get approved eventually. All these things that people are speculating about, we know are going to happen eventually. And so we get a little bit of a taste of with what just happened this weekend of what will happen eventually when they happen eventually. 
People will get very excited. It will be tremendous mainstream news. There are other things that are down the line that people speculate. Well, financialization of Bitcoin, big players, institutions coming in. And whenever we have a get a rumor about it, sometimes we get a spike. We know all of these things will happen. And that's why you should get into Bitcoin now, early on. Why you should have gotten into Bitcoin last week. Why you should have gotten into Bitcoin. Because it's just a matter of time before all these things happen. Maybe it won't be till 2022 for some of them. Maybe it won't be till 2021 or 2020. All of these big deal events, there are going to be so many big deal events. And all of them will take away Bitcoin supply from the market. And they will make a big difference for all the fiat freaks out there. So that, that's less than a takeaway from all the rumors and the spikes that happen. The spikes of the future uh, will be based on reality and lack of Bitcoin uh, in the market. That holders of last resort gobbling it all up, not letting go yet with their incredible strong hands. Um, so, and, and again, there are going to be days of panic too. When we get some more bad news about a Facebook coin or when, when all the downers out there are like, well, no, it's impossible. All these predictions that we know will eventually happen, they aren't going to happen. And people will dump on those days, but they are going to happen one day. Don't keep a long-term mentality about it. Don't freak out about the daily, the daily rumors because the future reality is what the real value is all based upon. All right. Finally, I linked to a Ben Shapiro uh, video below. He, uh, he talked about Zuckerberg getting grilled by, and he was saying how ridiculous it was. And he even said that he likes Libra. He likes, co- or he likes competition with private money competing with public money. So that, that's, that's good to hear. That, that's, I, I'll tie it up. I'll tie it up with that. Okay. And Eddie just said, never try to outsmart the market. Dude, I'm glad you said that. Uh, I've been saying that for a very long time. And you said the other day, Eddie, that I call people 80 percenters that I don't, that don't agree with me. No, I call people 80 percenters who try to outsmart the market, who try to be impulsive, who aren't long-term thinkers. That's what an 80 percenter is. It's a, it's a person who can't defer gratification. And yeah, they, they usually don't agree with me, but it, there's, there's a lot of people that don't agree with me. Uh, like Vinnie Lingham really believes in uh, tokenization and stuff. He's not an 80 percenter though. And I'm not calling him an 80 percenter. He's a smart guy that can defer gratification. Does he do the right thing all the time? No, but 80 percenter is not an insult that I just hurl around. It, there's a basis behind being an 80 percenter. They can't defer gratification. They do impulsive things. And that's the basis of people trying to outsmart the market. They're gamblers. So th- there you go for those people who think uh, don't understand what an 80 percenter is. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's a, and that's what most people, 80 percenters, 20 percenters pro- are producers. 20 percenters are producers. They're not impulsive. They produce 80 percent of what's out there, 20 percenters. 80 percenters can be productive, but they make a lot of mistakes. They're not as productive as the 20 percenter class. All right. Pound that like button. Goodbye, my elite friends. Uh, I, <laughs> I will see you tomorrow. There's There will be lots to talk about that I didn't get to today. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. 
Check out all the links below, people. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall. Retweet all the stuff. That's how you can support the show. Pound that like button. The future is bright. I'm in Australia. Click on the squares on the screen. See you dudes later. Bye-bye.